98.7 podcast. It is Personal Finance Tuesdays, talking identity theft and scams. Things we should be looking out for, very, very important, everyday things that we can do to make sure that we stay ahead of the game and that nobody scams us, right? We're now speaking to Gerald Mwandiambira. Okay, so I have a long list of uh, things. Gerald is an award-winning financial planning professional, author of My Money, Imaliya Micheleteyaka, a regular money commentator. Hello and welcome, Gerald. Hello, good afternoon, Apelele, and it's good been afternoon a while. to all the Power FM listeners. Hey, and you had to, hey? He I says, ha- he says, hey, hey, put some respect on my name. No, I didn't. I just said, <laughs> say the facts. Just Have like the way, facts today, yeah. I must say, you're looking very effervescent today. Oh, wow. Hamba, yeah. Hamba, thank you so much for your time, <laughs> Gerald. We're very happy to have you here again. So let's discuss identity theft and maybe let's break it down to its most simplest, simplest, simplest form. When we talk of identity theft, what exactly are we referring to? Identity theft is really a situation where... There's two types of it. The first one is a call called the account takeover, where somebody or an imposter takes stolen information to gain access to your existing accounts. Here, the criminals change your address and cell phone number, and they have fun and make hay wow. in your name. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's the account takeover identity theft. The Mm -hmm. second type of identity theft is called true name identity theft. Mm -hmm. This is where the criminals take your identity and become you, where they take and create an ID and literally walk around being you. These can be credit cards, furniture accounts, cell phone contracts. Mm -hmm. And basically, this one is very tricky because often you now have to prove that, that you, you are, are the you. real you. Yes, you are oh, the real wow. you. And the legal burden of proof rests on you mm. to show that you are the victim. And often this is the most stressful type because it's not so easy to prove and yeah. you're sent from pillar to post and people are telling you you are not you. The oh, real you goodness. was here yesterday. They, oh, owe, my they owe us money. I just, I just, you know, be, became very stressed from what you're talking about because I'm trying to imagine it. Um, so, so when people maybe, um, I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, I've lost my ID and, and they are in a state of panic. Um, could that also be used for, for what you're talking about? Indeed. Losing yeah. your ID is no small matter. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Because if you do not deal with it, it's not simply a matter of going to home affairs and getting a replacement. Mm. It's a matter of saying, where is my ID? What could be happening? Yeah. That's your worst nightmare. Mm. Where two, three months down the line, you're getting calls or you start finding out things about yourself which aren't true. Yeah. And, and remember... Even the Bible says there's nothing more important than your name. Mm. So we should safeguard our identity and treat it with respect. Many people don't treat their identity with respect. You see handbags floating, purses all over the place. You see identity books all over the place. And that's where the problems start because... The criminals are always out to get stuff from you. Mm, mm. So, so let's talk now about the financial implications of identity theft. You know, if if I've been a victim of what you're describing, which is really quite, hey, it's scary actually to even imagine. Um, what are the financial implications of such a thing? The financial implications are huge, both both to the persons and the economy in general. If you look mm-hmm. at identity theft in South Africa, it's costing business in excess of 1 billion rand a year. Yeah. And the targets are predominantly males aged 30 to 40 years in Gauteng and KZN. And often 
the culprits are never caught. All we have is a network of people trying to prove that they are themselves. They've got judgments. They've been oh ITC'd. This thing can visit you at work. It can visit you when you least expect it. And there are some steps we ought to be looking at because catching the thieves is incredibly difficult mm. because they masquerade just like normal people. Yeah. And and what would be maybe the signs that, that my identity has been stolen and, you know, there's another Apelele walking the streets and they have numerous credit cards and they're just, you know, having a party with my name. That's the problem, Apelele. This can happen for years and without you, you know. know. Okay? Mm. So now there are some companies which offer services which basically allow you to enter your ID number onto a database and every time someone searches on it or you get credit, you receive an SMS okay. the real you. Okay. That's the only way you can keep track of it. Mm. Often most people find out when they're going for their dream job and they get that report from HR that, uh, you know, you've you're got judgments. And you're like, but I don't know anything about those accounts. Yeah. And you lose out on an opportunity. That's when most people find out about it when Things are too late and it's very important. These companies which are offering you that opportunity, you should take advantage. One thing you should be doing is doing a credit check on yourself as regularly as you can. You're offered one free one a year, mm -hmm. but whenever you can, you can enroll and check your, your credit out. Every time they search on your name, it reflects. It shows that something is happening. And often we are too lax about it. Mm. If you ask people, where are your bank statements? You don't know. They're not in a file. Ish. They are just in envelopes. <laughs> you know, some people don't even open the envelope. Yeah. And ooh, auntie comes and she decides to throw away the envelope. Yeah. These identity criminals go through the stuff in wow. your bin. Wow. When they want you, they get you. Mm -hmm. They follow you in your car. They know your lifestyle. They know where you work. Mm. And the worst thing about it often is you get a scenario where someone from the inside is snitching. Someone from the inside is telling you out. And that's where you get the problems where people are saying, but no one knew my details except my financial institution. Yeah, no yeah. one knew. Yeah. But someone finds out. And it's really scary stuff. And with the internet and globalization, people are stealing your identity here to go commit crime somewhere else. <laughs> Whew. 0861987000 for you to be part of the conversation as well. Talking identity theft and scams. Gerald Mwandiambira in the studio with us. And you can be part of the conversation as well by tweeting at parfm987 and tweeting at Miss Apilele. I want to delve into uh, what you just spoke about. Um, the, the, the internet being, you know, one of those playing grounds for people who do commit, commit these kinds Ooh. of crimes. You know, uh, life has been made much simpler these days in that we don't have to go to malls, we don't have to do any of those things. We just punch in our personal information on the computer and, you know, we can order whatever it is that we want to order without having the stress and the panic of standing in long queues and finding parking at the mall and all of those kinds of things. But that can present a real and present danger. Why? That is the real present danger, Apelele. Yeah. We go around punching things because we when we see the picture, we are quick to enter our details. Name, address, you don't even think twice in terms of where is this internet account held. Yeah. You're ready to press send money and you want to buy whatever is there. Yeah. Problem number one. That's why they call those 419 scams as well. We laugh things. You mm. know you didn't buy a lottery <laughs> ticket, yet there you are answering an email saying you've won 
180 million in a lottery in England. Yeah. These people are sitting wherever they are in the world and they're doing what they can to steal your information. Be careful what you enter on the internet. Mm. Be careful with your credit card. That's where it all starts. Yeah. And once they have the information, there's people out there being criminals. And even right now, we're talking Women's Month. Mm. Women are particularly targeted financially because... There are men out there who put handsome pictures on the internet and they target lonely women and they promise love. Mm. And then they say, Sissy, I want to come there, but I've just been a victim of crime myself so that you give your emotions. Please just send Imalinyana so I can come and see you. <laughs> and when now you're looking at that picture oh, and you're loving the poetry, you're loving everything. At the end of the day, yeah. your money's gone. And in fact, we've heard of such stories. And, and as much as I may giggle, it's no laughing matter. We've heard of such stories where people have given their entire life savings because of people that they have met uh, over the Internet. Really, really quite uh, heartbreaking stuff because people are being taken advantage of simply because you're looking for love on the you're Internet. You're looking for love. And it is yeah. a form of identity theft because he picked Allah they stole it from the handsome guy who knows <laughs> nothing about the money that's gone and that's the real problem we need to be serious South Africa about identity theft yeah. it's happening yeah. and a problem also here in Zanzi is that we all have black names how many Lerato Kumalos are there out there mm, there mm. could be two three four yeah. an entire database that's a problem because it even makes it easier to steal identity. Of course, yeah. 0861987000, that is the power line for you to be part of the conversation. Gerald in the studio, but uh, let's go to Lesejo in four ways. Hi. Hi, how are you, Apilele? Good, how are you? A little frustrated. I'm actually glad that you guys are tackling this issue. Mm. Um, I just want to ask, because I, I've just recently been a victim of identity theft. Oh, um, my. In the last... Um, three months yeah. um, where two cell phone contracts were taken out in my name mm. um, and then now recently like a week ago I've just found out that another one has been just taken out as well. Oh wow. Because the question really is does it ever stop because I've gone through the whole thing of going through to the police station um, having to actually prove that I am me basically Yeah. Um, and I've never lost my ID so I'm not quite sure How what actually happened, happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. because here I am today where I'm an MTN customer and an upgrade has been done in my name but I wasn't there it was actually done in KZN and I stay in Joburg Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, thanks for sharing, Alyssa. We'll get uh, Gerald to respond in just a second. Thank you so much for that call. 0861987000. Nomtandazo in Pretoria, welcome. Hi, Apelele. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You know, I one of my biggest fears is identity theft. Yeah. And as a result, I'm almost anal retentive mm-hmm. um, about my information um, you know, your guest was talking about statements not being opened and left on the counter. Yeah. Um, I've seen, um, well, I've grown up seeing people just simply throw them away. Mm-hmm. And I, I shred my statements. Yeah. I, am, I open them and I shred them. I know that we're required to keep, I think, for five years. I have those in a file. Mm. But I'm so afraid yeah. that I cannot anything that has my name on it. Why are, you, why are you so, so afraid of it? Uh, is it something that you've seen happen to, some, to someone else? Uh, or you're just, generally, you're just generally afraid uh, of it? I watched movies. There's a Will Smith movie <laughs> that I watched. <laughs> <laughs> that was enough, man. <laughs> I, Love watched, it. I watched movies that yeah. I've seen. I've read stories. Let's put it that way. Right. I've had a colleague um, who had a phone call 
um, while we had work and they're like, um, your, um, she had a, he had a car that was bought in his name. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. So, um, you know, so, so you hear about these things, you read about these things mm. and I, you know, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm just paranoid. But yeah. I that that's like my biggest fear. So mm-hmm. I I am anal retentive. Yeah. Honestly, about uh, about anything. It could be a a statement. Um, it could be a gift voucher. Mm-hmm. If it has my name on it, yeah. I shred it. Wow. Because, because one of the things as well is that sometimes you see the people in the morning when they take out the bins. Yeah. Um, you know, outside your house, and you find people that um digging in your bin. Most of them are looking for food, but I always just wonder, are they mm, all looking for food? Mm, or, mm, you know, mm, some, mm. some of them, you never know. Yeah, you know, so. quite true, quite true. Nomtanazo in Pretoria, thank you so much for sharing, saying she's quite anal mm. about these mm. kinds of things. Beth, Bethwell, calling from Pretoria as well. Hi. Hi, how are you, man? Good, how are you? Uh, even me, I'm one of the best uh, ID set uh, uh, candidates. You know what's happening, eh? Mm. Uh, I just, uh, there was somebody who was using my ID. Yeah. And the guy has been uh, situated in a, a wheat bank. So I got the guy who was working. I'm one of, uh, what can I say? Uh, I'm one of those uh, 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 guys who. Go ahead. I go identity theft. Yeah. Oh, uh, actually, uh, yeah. Sure. Um, so I, how how far are you from resolving the issue, Bethel? Oh, my goodness. All right. So, so we'll chat and see if Gerald so, so what happened yes. in your instance? Uh, in my instance, uh, I found out in 2013 that there's someone who opened my account. Uh, that was after I took a loan um, in a bank. And then the service provider started uh, calling me. Yeah. Uh, so the person took the account. He took an uh, account from Ackerman's Identity and Vodashop. Yeah. So... It happened in 2013, and I only found out in 2013 when I took a loan, and then they started calling me. Yeah. And then how, I how, went, how, if at all, did you did you resolve the the, the issue, Nikki? Okay, I had to send documents into uh, credit bureau. 
Yeah. So that they can cancel the, the, the account on my name, on, on my credit profile. Mm. So I had to prove that. I had to send the documentation, my ID, um, uh, affidavit with three signatures so that wow. they can uh, 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 get on my credit profile. Mm, mm, so mm. the person, I was actually in Bumalanga at that time. The person opened the account in Bloomfontein. Wow. So, yeah, that's what happened. And I, I happened to want to buy a house. Mm. And then I found out that the information, some of the information still appears on my credit profile. And for me to apply for the house, I had to, again, prove that um, I'm actually the person who didn't take the account. Oh my Someone goodness. else took my identity. Wow. Nikki in Tembisa, I am floored. We're talking identity theft for our personal finance Tuesdays. And, and the financial implications many people uh, are facing. I'm, I'm very surprised at how common this is. Let's go to James in Centurion. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm also a, a victim mm. of... Uh, Identity fraud. Um, what they did, they went and opened. Actually, it was with get bucks. You know these uh, quick money uh, uh, lenders, where you just get money overnight. Mm. So they went and got money from uh, get bucks and Mfin. Yeah. And um, what was one of them? Let me not be specific, but with one of them, uh, again, I had to go and do an affidavit. Actually, as we speak with you, I'm parked on the side of the road. I'm going to do another video. David. Wow. Uh, for another, yeah. Um, yeah, so, but I mean, I, I have a question for your guest today. Yes. That why, 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 is, why must the, the, the mama, or must it be the victim who's got the owners to prove that it was not him? You mm-hmm. know, because the problem that I have, to be specific, is that I ask these guys, uh, these, uh, finan- these financial institutions, to give me information. Because they're saying, you see, they call it, they say, um, we are so-and-so, we're doing collection for somebody, your account has been outstanding for whatever. Yeah, six months. yeah. And then I say, but I don't have an account. But then, they, and then the credit, especially the, the debt connector, they say, but you do. Mm. And then I said to them, look, I mean, the least you can do is, one, give me an application form where which says I've signed, or two, right. at least give me the copy of the ID that you have. Mm, mm. You know, and, and they're unable to, to produce. To give that. They say, now you must go and get a, a subpoena. And you can imagine, I mean, that process mm. for somebody who knows nothing about this, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's quite tedious. And yeah. again, I've never lost my ID. I still have my ID straight there from high school. I still have the same ID. Wow. So, yeah, wow. that's my story. Thanks for the call and thanks for sharing, James in Centurion. Why does the burden of proving my identity rest with me? I think that's the most important and the crux of the discussion this afternoon, that your identity is your property. And you need to make as many safeguards to protect it. Unfortunately, when someone someone presents themselves to an institution and says they are you, they have no other way of telling that they are dealing with you except through that ID, which is why you see the banks have taken a proactive approach. They've got biometrics now. I saw a mm. biometric ATM. Yeah. You withdraw money with your fingerprint. Those are steps uh, b- taken by the Banking Association and um, Sabric to try and prevent yeah. the proliferation of this type of yeah. fraud. But unfortunately, as it stands, your name belongs to you. Yeah. Your ID number belongs to you. Even if you read your ID document there are terms and conditions there mm. written by home affairs which says that you need to protect this unfortunately the burden 
of proof is on you to prove you are who you are. And in many instances, it's people on the inside. Yeah. The crime has infiltrated all facets of our society. Mm. They are everywhere, these criminals. They are trying to do anything they can to get your money and your hard-named, earned name. Mm. They know if you've got a good credit profile and they will target you. And mm. already you've got a situation like with um, Bethwell who says that his ID was taken and it was a foreigner. Unfortunately, South Africa is also a magnet and a great economy for foreigners. And I'm not throwing shade on the foreigners because I am one. Mm. But they take those IDs. It's their only way to get into the system. So you need to try and protect. And you've seen the number of cases of home affairs officials arrested because ultimately identity theft ends up in financial loss. Yeah. Leseko was talking about how she saw cell phones taken out by criminals. Yeah. That's how most of us find out. Cell phones is the easy target. They love cell phones. Yeah. They're easy cash. Nomtanda mm. shreds her information. That is so important. Buy a shredder. Let's talk about that because maybe you might find that, you know, your personal information is lying around in the office and, and maybe you're not thinking any kind of way about it. Um, and, and, you know, you would just scrunch it up and throw it out in the bin. And maybe that's where many of these problems come about. Indeed. Yeah. You scrunch it up, you put it down, you go to the printer. So Sometimes shred, you don't shred, even shred. collect it from the printer. You yeah. leave it there for whoever to see, yeah. to show off your salary because you wanted to print payslip yeah, and maybe the office to see. No, it doesn't work <laughs> like that. Also, you have a situation where we lose devices yeah i can tell you right now Pelele, give me your cell phone i will unlock it in 10 attempts because you're not even smart we are not smart about how we choose the passwords we apply mm. on protecting financial information yeah most what about, people what about expired cards sorry to interject there but uh, expired cards uh, you've applied or the bank is giving you a new one and the manner in which you discard of the old one also being quite important anything with your name which can point to you is very important mm. facebook we love social media we tell our entire life story on there that's where they get your passwords there that's where they get these things your date of birth backwards your name backwards yeah. i can your child's name because your children are all over facebook i can pick them out and i can choose and i'll try that password until i get it remember they're also using it and software which is running many combinations based on the information on facebook it's a serious thing this financial crime and it's a big financial white collar crime which is really affecting us now um, James wanted to know how to resolve yeah. and the, the steps to follow when you've been a victim of identity theft. Yeah. First thing is report the theft to local authorities, the South African police services and get a case number. Right. Prove that something happened. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Step two, you need to file a complaint against the company that your identity was misused and complete an ID theft affidavit. Mm -hmm. You're going to fill in many affidavits. An affidavit is really a sworn statement that this thing happened to me. Okay. Yeah. Next thing, you need to register your lost identity book, checkbook, checkbook. Don't lose checkbooks, your passport or similar documents to the South African Fraud Prevention Service. If you Google it, um, South African Fraud Prevention Service, register your information there because it means if they try it again, immediately they are flagged because okay. they don't visit once these totsies. Mm -hmm. Remember, it's two cell phones. So had you reported it on the first one, the next time they try, maybe you would have caught them out. And this is a free registration facility offered to members of the public who lose identity, bo identity books or other per personal information. Report all fraudulent activities to the credit bureau and write follow-up letters. Contact all the institutions by phone and in writing. 
sent follow-up letters to the credit bureaus, checking on the status of the institution and the creditors. And if you have insurance, there's insurance against identity theft. Do oh, you have it? Wow. Take it out. Take it out. It's I a had crime. no idea you, you had insurance. You can. Some that. insurers do offer identity mm-hmm. theft um, insurance. Claim from your insurance company. But it's not just the financial loss. It's the psychological loss. And it's, as James is saying, he's going from point A to B using his petrol, his time off work to prove that he didn't do something which he knows he didn't do. Yeah. And it's a psychological thing. There's marriages which have broken up where it's like, Han, daughter, you went and bought that car yeah. for each other. No, she, no, she did not let me, you know. Quickly talk to me about, I mean, what does the law say? I mean, I kind of find it's it's a bit disheartening, you know, when you have a story like Bethwell, who says that, you know, he actually even knows the guy um, and nothing is being done. So so how does the law respond to things such as these? It becomes a normal fraud case. You're going to have to go through court systems. The police have to, to think about it. And remember, unfortunately, white-collar crime for a long time to the police has been a low priority. Mm. They want to catch the real robbers with guns and knives. So the white-collar criminals get away scot-free. Mm. And because it takes so much time to prove these crimes, often that's why there's no persecution. And yes, as you said, Apelele, it's that person who envies you, that person who's looking at you with those green eyes. I didn't say who, that. Who steals, <laughs> who steals your identity. It's often, as you said, mm. I never gave my details. And it's mm. often someone who's very close to you. Yeah. And uh, very quickly, as as we conclude, uh, Gerald, because I can see the time is completely gone. But in what kind of direction then can people like James and and Lesejo and Bethwell go if if you know they've had no joy going to the police station, they've had no joy up to so far, but yet still they are still going through headaches uh, as far as this is concerned. Last resort, you have to go and seek legal opinion. Mm-hmm. Go to an attorney; and yeah. they will actually try and assist you. Um, also, the South African Pro Fraud Prevention Service they also have investigators and teams which can help you yeah. because often if you apprehend the criminal then the case is solved okay so they have a lot of investigators checking out on the criminals but it is a serious problem protect and safeguard your id how do we follow you gerald uh, it's ask mr Gizo at mrgwezo at mrgwezo or ask gerald.co.za ask gerald.co.za yeah what a time my goodness power 98.7 podcasts